celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. It is toll-free to speak to the Animal Radio Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable. The cat man and dog father, Joey Volani, and animal communicator, Joy Turner, all here for you today. Judy is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405. And Joey, I see on the docket today you're going to be talking about clipping cats' nails. I did not know this was necessary. After 12 years of animal radio, I'm still learning something. Why? Well, because some sometimes cats just don't do it on their own. You get some cats that will you know, go on scratching post or on your rug or sometimes on the side of your, your sofa when you, and you want to kill them. And what that will do is it will help wear the, the nails down. Now, some cats that just want to be couch potatoes um, don't allow you to um, don't do it themselves, and they need a little bit of an assistance. And sometimes the assistance needs an assistant. Okay, so this is a two-man job. So listen up, and if you're Assistant is 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 um there. Have them listen to so they understand it. Mm, sounds like a death threat. Death uh, wish. A death wish. That's yes. what I mean. Yes. Uh, you won't need gauntlets or vodka for this one. Uh, but I understand that if you start clipping their nails young when they're a kitten, right? I have to say, I have clients that I would not want to have their cats and have to trim their toenails. Yeah, I've got some cats for you, Joey, that you need to clip. Me and Hal won't do it. We would, uh, you know, we did a lot of cats. We sent a lot home, though. Cats I didn't mess with too much. When they when they wouldn't, a little bit tough, it's just, it's a real dangerous process with cats <laughs> um, because they put you out of commission. You know, I think the real mistake people make with their cats is they don't start young. My cats, I actually got them yeah. from a rescue. So mine were seven weeks when they came to me. And literally the next week I started clipping a toenail. Well, that's, that's the way you need to do it. It's a smart, it's a really smart move to do it that way, just to get them, you know, used to it. Because when they go into a, especially when they come into the grooming salon for the first time, because you're looking at 80% dogs, maybe even higher. Let's say 95% dogs, 5% cats if you're lucky. So they're already going into an environment that they're not comfortable. It is noisy. Dogs are barking. Dryers are going. People are talking. So you're already putting them in an environment that they don't don't want to be in and then you want them to sit there while you do something that they totally aren't going to like and as we know cats um you know pretty much have a mind of their own so even when they're young it's not just a matter of starting cutting their nails but just play with their feet let mm. them get used get to having used their to... feet touched and handled that was my mistake i didn't do that yes to this day i will not cut my cat's nails but maybe after joey's tip i'll change my mind on that that's all on the way right here on animal radio who else do we have on the show today oh if you're in the midst of a divorce you hate your spouse you think you're going to divorce you think it's all over because it's that time of the year right <laughs> you want to know who's going to get the dog or the pet the family pet and we're going to have a lawyer on who's going to he's a divorce attorney she. he's going she i'm sorry she's a divorce attorney she's going to tell us how you can get hold of the pet that you've spent the last 15 years with that you you love dearly, but you hate your spouse. How do you divide? Sometimes people stay together just for the pets. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Yes, but you can't do that. That's not good. Also on the show today, potographer. Is that what he calls himself? Yes. Robert Semro will be joining us. 
and he'll tell us how we can take great pictures of our animals. Uh, Stacy, what are you working on? Well, some pretty upsetting news for cat women across the world. Uh-oh. Residents in Wellington, Kansas, now have a limit on how many cats you can have. I think this is going to be a trend. But actually, it's a good thing because they've killed a lot of cats when so many people have, you know, uh, unlimited cats in their homes. Anyway, I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Judy, you're like that. You're a cat whore. I was going to say, seen the pictures. I you're just got to look woman. around my room. <laughs> Do you drive around with them in your car? Like night nine, ten in the car and drive around with newspapers stacked up? Too? No, there's only one that likes to go in the car. And we used to go out every Sunday to get the paper and he'd go out and get in the car. When I was back in New Jersey, we had... We had a cat lady that um that drove around and and that's what that's that's why I said that and she had about nine or ten in her car. maybe even more in her car and she had this panel I mean it was it was I was a kid it was had this panel station wagon that was full of newspapers uh-huh. and the windows would always be closed and you could see the cats in it and I can only imagine what it smelled like because uh-huh. you could see the yarn you could see the feces and uh-huh. how much did she charge for rides. <laughs> <laughs> They were free. Buddy. They were free. They were free, but there was never anyone there. Okay. Well, that's all on the way. Let's speak to you right now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five with your questions. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Blah 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 blah. Those airbags. Hey, we're all here for Dr. Debbie Allen Cable, Dog Father Joy Villani, and Animal Communicator Joy Turner. Toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Any questions about your animals? We'll answer them. If we don't have the answer, what we'll. Uh, what do we do, Alan? We we'll make, make them up? up. Yeah, that's we what make we them up. Yes, we make we make them up very well. It sounds official, like we know what we're talking about, but we don't. Yeah. Listen, on the show today, we have an attorney, a divorce attorney, who's going to tell us about holding on to that pet that you have or that you've had with your spouse for so many years. Apparently, if you love the pet more than the spouse, doesn't mean you're going to get the pet. Mm. And uh, more and more people are breaking up and losing their pets. Custody. What if you uh, what if you have a divorce attorney for a pet and you you know you're married and you want to keep them and you you have a fight over the divorce attorney which one gets to keep that? This is a good question. I hope you'll save it for uh, what is her name Sylvia Rosso. I can't read that far. Silvano. I want to ask if you got to pay if you got to pay any type of, of pet support. Oh, like oh. Uh, child support. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I think, and I'm not sure about this. I think pets are treated as property in most states. So it's just like divvying up the TV. Unless you have kids, I think the pet goes with the kids to it. Uh, we'll find out on the way. I don't even want to begin to talk about that there. You know, my husband and I have talked about this. Oh, and in, what, in what respect? I thought things were going okay on the... Uh, you, and, you and Mr. Debbie are having trouble? No, but we, we kind of throw down the gauntlet. You know, it's like Jade was, you know, both of our dogs when we first got married, and then we added two more children after, and so it's not like one was present before we got married, so yeah, it might get ugly. I, I, we haven't agreed no, that anyone's going to take the dogs. Can I, just, uh, can I just make a suggestion? If it ever comes to that, you leg wrestle him. Uh, two out of three falls, because you'll kick his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And if you're in my corner, awesome. <laughs> I'll be there for you, girl. Also on the show today, if you have a cat, you got to cut their nails. Apparently, this is something you need to do occasionally. We're going to tell you how to do that. Well, Joey Villani will tell you how to do that. Uh, Stacy, what's on your mind? I had no idea, but there is a hamster association. The wow. California Hamster Association is very upset with a very popular star. And no, it's not Richard Gere. <laughs> 
I'll tell you who. Coming up on Radio News. I knew there was going to be a Richard Gere joke. God bless you, Stacy. Let me bow to you. Let's go to the phones. one 405 8405 Hey, Keith, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. How you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, actually, Mount Pleasant, uh, Iowa. I'm just pulling into a Walmart distribution center. I'm a truck driver, so... <laughs> we love ourselves well, some OTR. What's going on with your animal? Oh, she's 13 years old, very vibrant still. Uh, she's a large border collie, uh, kind of big boned uh, for a border collie. She um, has hip problems right now, and I'm kind of worried and wondering what I can do to help her. Okay. Now, you're saying she's big boned, so is that a nice way of saying she's overweight? Well, no, no, no. She's, uh, you know, for a border collie, her prime weight when she was young, or she came off a cattle farm in Texas, is mm-hmm. 60 pounds. For a female, that's large for a border collie. The males generally ran around 70 pounds. Okay. I'm just not giving you grief here, Keith, but you know, definitely weight management is the number one thing that the head owners can do that you can control to make sure your pets are um, having the best mobility they can. So if she's in good weight, perfect. But if, if, you know, for for other dogs that might not be in good weight, before I go to drugs and medicines, I'm going to really push to get weight loss because that's that's the number one thing. Um, So are you currently using any remedies, any supplements, anything for her at this time? You know, I mean, not through the glucosamine stuff at her. I was just more wondering, like, do they have, because she's 13, uh, she was a Frisbee dog all her life, jumping up and mm-hmm. down. And, you know, I mean, it's seven that the doc told me that she was going to have hip problems. And I'm just wondering if there's any, she's having a real hard time getting up and down all the time now. Uh-huh. If there's yeah. anything I can do to alleviate the pain. The weight is oh, under sure. control, but she's still in pain. Okay. I can tell, you know. Yeah, and in, in, in her age group, I'll tell you, I have a 13-and-a-half-year-old lab, and I'm going through the same thing. And it depends a bit on the degree of discomfort that we're having. If we're getting slow getting up and down, um, there's a little bit more effort to her movements. It, dogs aren't going to cry, so I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for the slow, um, purposeful movements that they do. And, and if we're seeing that, then I may just add in one medication. I may try something as simple as a joint support with a pain medicine my own dog I'll tell you right now I have her on five different things um, because we're, we're losing function we're, we're losing the benefit of these different medicines so we'll need to find a spot for your dog somewhere within that I, I'm assuming um, so a joint support absolutely put her on a glucosamine product um, and even beyond that there's hyaluronic acid supplements that can be given in the injection form or even in the liquid form um, there's one called Lubricin that we talk about on the show quite a bit so that can help. It's a low-level thing, so it's not going to help that pet that has really horrible arthritic hips and, and be the only thing that's going to f- fix that. So we're going to add in other things. My own dog, I have on Tramadol, which is an opioid-like pain medicine, which is very nice because it has low side effects and it's tolerated really well. Um, and then I'll, I added in a non-steroidal pain reliever for my dog, and there's many out there. You'll need to talk to your vet about this. Make sure that you know she's um, healthy, she's got recent lab work. But a non-steroidal pain reliever is really important for a dog that's got a lot of um, arthritic problems, a lot of joint discomfort. There's only so far that supplements will go for those babies, and, and 
that's where my my doggie's at. Um, and then beyond that, I'll even add in. Um, there's a medicine called gabapentin, and I just recently added that to my dog's regimen, and it's really helped her quite a bit. Um, you know, but that's where we kind of build upon this, and it's what we call multimodal pain management. So one medicine doesn't stop pain enough um, in many older pets. So we have to kind of dabble in different pathways to try to uh, relieve their discomfort and, and to help them move. And so if, if you're new to starting something with her, I'm not advocating trying five things like my dog, um, but I would definitely see about getting into something that's maybe well-tolerated like tramadol or gabapentin and then see about a, um, a non-steroidal with your vet. I appreciate that. Do they make uh, like a cortisone injections when it gets, you know, I mean, down the road? I mean, yeah. eventually quality of life is going to come down to where she will have to be put down to understand that. But, I mean, she's just so full of life. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see that happening in the next five years. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I'm going through the exact same things. You know, the the tails wagon, the jumping and the running for balls is still going on. So um, for cortisone injections, they're really not the best thing when we're talking about managing pain. Um, We can, if there's a particular joint, we'll sometimes give it an intra-articular injection of cortisone, kind of like people. Um, But um, if we're not doing those other steps that I've mentioned, that would be my first line therapy that I would try that. Now, I have looked into, and believe it or not, they actually do stem cell therapy um, for dogs with um, hip dysplasia and arthritis. So that's something, but it's, it's a little bit more of a surgical procedure and probably not, you know, routine use for um, you know the average pet owner um, but uh, and, and it sounds like your baby's probably not a strong candidate for some of the surgeries that we might get into like a hip replacement um, or a um, another hip surgery called an FHO those are some very useful surgeries pet for pets that when we're trying to manage that hip dysplasia and they just can't control it with the um, medications alone um, but yeah you'd have to weigh that when a 13 year old doggy whether you want to get into a surgery. Well, I very much appreciate your, uh, I'll, I'll look into that intermodal pain management you were talking about and talk to my Absolutely. vet about that. I appreciate your input. Okay. Thanks for the call, Keith, and have a good one. You too. You too. Bye-bye. one 405 Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of natural balance pet food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. Now, we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. You bathe your pet at home, and now you can dry them like a pro with the X-Power Pro at Home Dryer. This lightweight, compact, quiet dryer is perfect for winter bathing. The X-Power Pro at Home Dryer comes with four styling nozzles, so you can get the professional look at home. Get the X-Power Pro at Home Dryer during this holiday special for just $89 through January only. It makes the perfect gift for the entire family and is endorsed by me, Groomer Joey Villani. Available at Amazon.com or ViperPet.com. Hey, honey. Hi, Dad. What you drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me. Huh? Mom and Josh. Wow. 
playing ball. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities. That owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at houselogic.com/homeownership. It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job. I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family. At that moment, I finally decided to get help for my addiction to opioids. The prescription painkillers. At turntohelpnow.com, you'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. That moment led me to turntohelpnow.com. Make now your moment. Visit turntohelpnow.com today. We'll find out how to cut your cat's nails. Joey says they need to be done. It's a two-person job. Yes. I got to ask animal communicator Joey Turner, what do the cats think when we're cutting their nails? Do they like it? Do they feel like they're it's grooming a spa, or do they just really want us off? Well, I have to say, I have a lot of clients who call me because of this very exact problem. My kitties, they're angels. They just lie there in my lap on their backs. They let me cut their toenails. However... A lot of the cats I've spoken with, I would have to actually say most of them absolutely hate it (laughs) because to them, you're taking away their defense. It would be like if somebody needed something to defend themselves and you decided you were going to be a really wonderful human being, but you were going to take away their gun or their knife or their bone arrow or their whatever it may be. Okay. I can see that. I I can understand that. I didn't know. See, I need you to tell them that um, you listen. We're helping you out here, so don't scratch the groomer, please. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to find out more. That's all on the way right here. And then when you're done cutting their nails, you can give them a frolicad bundle, which is uh, yeah, they'll love you forever. That includes the frolicad bolt. The Frolicat Twitch and the Frolicat Dart. You're saying, Hal, what is that? I've never heard that before. I'm new to Animal Radio, and frankly, you guys are a little weird. The Frolicat Bolt is an interactive laser toy that provides hours of fun for you and your feline friends. I can vouch for that. We'll turn the lights off in the studio, and we'll play for it for hours. The cats want to play for, we'll play with it, but we take it away from we them because we're, them we're the too damn interested yeah. in it. Also, the Frolicat Twitch, which automatically bounces and swings an enticing teaser toy. And then the Frolicat Dart. <laughs> it's an automatic rotating laser light that provides hours of fun for your feline and canine friends. The Frolicat Bundle available at Frolicat.com. That's F-R-O-L-I-C-A-T.com. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Uh, let's go to Terry. Hey, Terry, how are you doing? Oh, you want me to lie to you or tell you the truth? I want both. <laughs> no, it was one or the other. No gray area. Okay, well, tell us the truth. Well, I'm sitting in a traffic jam in Tuscaloosa, Alabama right now. Oh, my oh. gosh. My prayers are going out to you, buddy. Yeah, I've been in it for over an hour, and Tuscaloosa is not that big of a town to be in a traffic jam for over an hour. Yeah, what are you hauling? Uh, what have I got? Oh, I got the caps for uh, Liquid Tide. Liquid t- caps for Tide. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess. The, the plastic the plastic judge, the Liquid Tide goes in. You never think about this. You must haul all kinds of weird stuff. Do you travel with a dog? No. No, I, I love my dogs too much to put them in a truck. Okay. I don't believe they belong in a truck. There are those who carry them, but I don't have ankle biters either. I've got big dogs. Oh, okay. I understand that. So do you have problems with your dog at home? i got Alan Cable right here. Yeah, I've got two of them. Hello, Alan. How you doing, buddy? Uh, 
I'm hanging in there. It, it's been a fiasco coming out of since the first year. I was on vacation for two weeks, and I didn't get to listen to you guys. So, Where'd you go on vacation? Uh, I go uh, every year between Christmas and New Year's, and I, just, no, where- I go home because trucking oh. during that time of the year is a waste of time. Yeah, so where's so home? Where did you go? Yeah, so many customers shut down for inventory because of the holidays, and I've been fighting for empty trailers because a lot of our customers leave their product on our trailers. Where did you go, though, Terry? Account of inventory, they don't have to pay taxes on it. Hey, Terry, where did you go? Where's vacation for you? Home, right at the house. I know, but where's home? Oh, I live in Illinois, Staunton, Illinois. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, what's the problem, buddy? Okay, I kind of you kind of sort of answered my question after I called in. You had the lady call in with the two poodles. I got two German shepherds, females. I bought as pups. They were paper trained when I got them, and we continued that at the house. And after a while, we took them off paper. These dogs are crowding seven, eight years old. I'm not sure. Uh, every now and then, one or the other of them will go in the house in, at night. They're on a routine during the day. The wife gets up at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. She goes to work. They're out, you know, that time. She comes home at noon from 12 to 1. They're out at that time. She's back home by 5. But sometimes during the night, they will go in the living room, and one or the other of them will go on the carpet. And it's easy to tell which one did it because I've got one that's stationary pooper and peer, and the other one's a walking peer and pooper. So... <laughs> So let me ask you this. So I have some questions for you. Uh, uh, that spot where the dog goes, is it the same spot every time? Uh, sometimes it's in the same area, but what I have told her to do is to sprinkle vinegar there because I hauled livestock for years, and I'm like you. I know you don't clean with ammonia. Right. You know You know what you got to do, though, buddy? You got to, okay, a couple things. Um, do you take their water away? Take their water away when you go to bed. That's that's number one, because some dogs can hold it all night and some dogs can't. And uh, first thing is to make sure always that there's not a veterinary problem, a medical problem, because uh, sometimes dogs pee because they have a you know they have a kidney problem or an infection, just like a person, and they can't tell you. So the first thing you got to do is uh, make sure there's nothing medically wrong. And once you eliminate that, take the take our water away at night, and then confine them to a space. So get a kitty gate or whatever it is. If you want to keep them in the laundry room or you want to keep them in the kitchen, confine them to that space. The third thing is to get yourself an enzyme cleaner. You can get that at the pet store and clean that area of the rug real good. So that the scent is not there, because once a dog goes in a certain spot, you know he'll continue to go back to that spot to go because he doesn't realize he went. He just knows that a dog is there and, and urine is right. there, so he's going to mark that that spot. But the best thing to do is to confine the dog to a to an area, so you don't have to worry about the dog peeing in your house. And and if she or he does go, it's in that confined area. And dogs don't like to go where they sleep, so they only go when they have to go. So, again, first step, go to the vet, make sure everything's okay. Second step, take her water away at night before you go to bed. That way she won't drink and get her bladder full and have to have the urge to go. And the third step is to confine the dogs to a space so that you have control over where they are. It, it's not a not an easy task because I've got six dogs in the house. Oh, I got my three gosh. Shepherds, a St. Bernard, a lab, and a beagle. Wow. Holy cow. That's a kennel. That's not a house. That's a lot of dogs you got there, my man. Whoa! Well, you, I do something you don't agree with too. I sleep with my dogs when I'm home, so. <laughs> oh no, I don't. don't I didn't say. That. See, I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea about that. Like me and Hal, we always talk about that. I, I hate the term expert. I will never tell you what to do. I just don't do it. That's mm. all. I just don't do it. And my dog sleeps well, in my bed. I've done it since I've been a kid. I, I remember having a pup as a kid, and my mom, yeah. you know, used to sleep with me too. But anyway, my dogs are rotten. They, they probably know better than most people. <laughs> 
whatever works for you, you know, whatever works for you. But that's the easiest way. You can confine those two dogs. It's easy. You know, people have lots of excuses for why they can't do things. You know which dog is peeing, confine that dog to the kitchen or to the laundry room with a doggy gate, or put the dog in a crate at night. And that way you don't have to worry about it because you can't teach a dog not to pee in the house if you're not there. And then that's the that's right, the biggest right. problem. And see, the thing is, she didn't get to go home yesterday at lunch, and they were locked up for eight hours, and, and neither one of them two went. I mean, it's not yeah. an ongoing thing. It's just a periodically every once in a while thing. They never do it when I'm home because I let them out more frequent. If I get up in the middle of the night to go bathroom myself, you know, I'll automatically turn all six. Well, you know, you just that's a that's another when you're home. Are you home for long stretches of time? Because that's another thing. Dogs will start peeing in the house when things change. Like uh, if you move, if if anything changes, they some dogs are sensitive to that. So if you're home for two weeks and you're gone for two weeks, you know the dog might freak out a little bit because there's nobody in charge, and then they they pee in the house. Uh, there's all kinds yeah, of little things. That can make a dog start peeing in the house. But it's easy to stop it. And the easiest way is the way I told you. Just confine the dog to a space. Yeah, because I handle them firm. I mean, I'm not lax with them. I mean, they mind better than most kids, actually. Well, I can tell, All Terry, you're tough. I, I mean, I'm scared of you now. Hey, hey, Terry, tell me to do something, man. I want to see if I react. Tell me to sit. Down. <laughs> I'm, I'm laying down. Scratch my belly. Scratch my belly, Terry. <laughs> roll over, roll over. If you don't roll over, you don't get hey, free. Keep those legs closed. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Alan just peed on the floor. Yeah, I was gonna scratch his belly anyway. He's got parts I don't want to touch. <laughs> yeah. Hey Terry, oh my gosh, I have to confine myself now. How come yes, if something changes in the house, the dogs pee? I mean, what is what is that significant uh, to? Well, well dogs see, get... no, nothing really changes. I mean, me and my wife, I've, I've listened to you. I mean, we're the two most laid back people you ever wanted to meet. Most of my dogs are that way. I got. The one German shepherd that she has to be in a separate room because she tries to eat the St. Bernard, and she's the smallest of the German shepherds. You know, Joey, that's a good question. Uh, dogs manifest stress in different ways. Each dog is different. Every dog has a unique personality. Some dogs are unfazed by anything, and some dogs are very sensitive to routine and structure. So that so, if you're home every day or, you know, if you decide to move, uh, you know, you can't prepare your dog. You can prepare your kids. You can say, hey, kids, we're moving. But your dog doesn't so is that know a what stress thing? Is. Yes, it's a stress that's just, thing. Okay, yes. that's, that, that's what I, that's, that's well, what I was... Um, it's an anxiety-stress thing. It's an anxious stress thing and they they will manifest that some dogs will chew some dogs will pee some dogs will start jumping on you uh they'll start doing something that they didn't previously do you know because they're nervous and stressed out well i I don't see that a problem with my dogs because like i said my wife and i are real laid back and relaxed and calm and the dogs are the same way i mean naturally you know me being on the road like him i'm gone three to four weeks at a time and they're spastic when i first come home and it takes me about 20 minutes to calm all six of them down because I've got to give each one of them, you know, a little bit of attention. And once, you know, I've passed myself around, then we play ball and what have you and go for walks, and, you know. But the wife walks them on a regular basis at night, you know, when she comes home and that. We've got three acres and they, we got a horse and they lap the, the acreage and they chase the horse inside the fence and everything. So I've got the two German shepherds are, they're pretty much like sharks. They never stop moving. They're afraid if they stop, they're going to die. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Terry, you're a joy to talk to, buddy. I enjoy when you call, and uh, it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I wish you many years of happiness, success, and love. And uh, you're obviously a great dog person, so thank you so much for that. Oh, yeah. Like I said, four out of the six, I got a rescue, so I've, I've done my part. I appreciate you calling today, Terry. one 405 8405 
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Stop pain now. Pain keeps you from enjoying life, or worse, keeps you up at night. Stop pain now with real-time pain relief, the great-smelling topical pain relief cream you can try absolutely free. That's right. Go to PainFreeOffer.com and get a free sample with free shipping right now. No credit card needed at PainFreeOffer.com. We're so sure it'll work, even if everything else you've tried hasn't. You get a free sample with free shipping. Absolutely no cost to you at PainFreeOffer.com. PainFreeOffer.com. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. That's 1-800-510-3558. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, cat ladies all over the United States better pay attention to this. Residents in Wellington, Kansas now have a limit on the number of cats that people can own. As of January 1st, households in Wellington are only allowed to have a total of four cats. Previously, they had no limit on the number of cats that somebody could own, and the measure was a reaction to the increasing number of stray cats that were picked up by city officials. Wellington Police Chief Tracy Heath told the Wellington Daily News that as of November 2012, the city picked up 231 stray cats. 87% of those cats had to be euthanized. The people at the California Hamster Association, you heard me right, they're taking back their comments about Justin Bieber. No, it's not what you think. Last month, the organization accused a star of animal cruelty. He handed off his pet hamster named Pack to a screaming fan while leaving a concert. The Hamster Association, I had no idea there was one, claimed that Bieber had issued a death sentence to Pack as hamsters are fragile and they don't respond well to sudden environmental change. But Pack's new owner, 18-year-old Tori, says that her new pet is doing just fine. She told Celeb Buzz that she worships Pack. I bet she does. He probably has a Bieber haircut. And he's being well taken care of in her home. Since Tory's remarks, the California Hamster Association is backing down. They've released a statement saying they have no ill will toward Mr. Bieber. They now understand that the hamster's new owner is doing her best to do right by the animal. Officials at the German Zoo are happy to say that dancing days are here again for one of their gorillas. A spokeswoman for the Creffield Zoo says Kidago, a 12-year-old silverback gorilla, was feeling a little homesick after he moved to the facility from Denmark back in April. 
But they say the talented ape has adjusted to his new home and is ready to show off his rope dancing moves just in time for the zoo's 75th anniversary celebration. According to the Daily Mail, trainers discovered Kadogo's talent when they added a rope to his enclosure. They thought it would just give him something else to hang on to, but they were amazed. He decided to walk across it instead. Who knew? A tight roping gorilla. A New Year's Eve event in a small western North Carolina town will no longer be able to use a live possum as part of their festivities. Residents of Brasstown would welcome the new year in part by lowering a live possum trapped in a clear box. Well, you can imagine what uh, PETA did. They got upset. They sued the state's Wildlife Resources Commission, which had issued a permit for the event. A judge ruled in PETA's favor. Now the organizer may use a stuffed possum or one that's roadkill instead. Hmm, nice. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? <laughs> I didn't think so. Scoop-Free is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. Hey, honey. Hi, Dad. What you drawing? It's our house. That's you. Oh. Me. Uh-huh. Mom. And Josh. Wow. Playing ball. You are becoming quite the artist. When you're a kid, you don't know that home ownership builds communities. That owning a home contributes to higher self-esteem and better test scores. You just know that home is where you play, grow, and learn. The National Association of Realtors wants you to know that home ownership matters to our families, our neighborhoods, and our country. Learn more at houselogic.com slash homeownership. Animal Radio. Toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I think we're having more fun in the studio than allowed by law. And there's more animals in here today than I ever recalled. I know. I got a cat on my lap. What's What's that that about? about? I know. Maybe she's hungry or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Time for you to check in at 1-866-405-8405. Coming up next hour, we'll talk to a lawyer who, uh, I guess one of her big deals in her practice is that she deals with custody of animals or who gets the dog, who gets the cat. 
which is always messy. Yeah. I've been pulled into that too. Have you? It's how it gets. Well, you know, someone wanted me to speak on their behalf for the one spouse, but I had actually been treating veterinarian for both of them. So it really put me in a tough spot. Um, but yeah. And then I've had folks where their custody required, they dropped the dog off at the vet and then the other spouse picked it up. So we were kind of the go between. (laughs) So. It can be very difficult. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I can't wait. We'll find out more in just a, a little while. It makes me wonder if I should have signed a prenup or something like that. I couldn't imagine not living with my animals. Definitely not without my wife. <laughs> my yeah, you better. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that one. Boy. Uh, let's see. We have on the phone with us Robert Semro, uh, who's the author of Life is Pawfect, P-A-W-F-E-C-T, which is a great book. I'm just checking. The one you have in your hand, I'm Hal. just cracking it open for the first time. <laughs> I've seen it today, and it has a lot of great pictures. Uh, Robert is an amazing photographer as well as a videographer, and he did a little segment on Animal Radio a couple months back, which you can uh, check out over at AnimalRadio.com. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I want to talk about taking pictures of our animals, but first, let's let's talk about your book, which includes a lot of strange pictures, mostly with dogs in clothes. Now, do <laughs> do dogs like to get dressed up for this? Are there some dogs that you find really enjoy it? Uh, they're hams for the camera. How do you get that perfect picture? I mean, this, these are amazing. I'm going to hold it up to the microphone so people can see some of these pictures here. <laughs> well, that's great. They can also see them at lifeisprofit.com. But that's a great question, Hal. You know, these are just normal, everyday dogs. These aren't model dogs that are in the book. And what we did is we built out these wonderful scenes and themes, and instead of putting kids into them, we dressed up the dogs. And you would be surprised how many dogs actually enjoy it. And we we have a a clear rule at our studio. If the dog's not enjoying it, you're not going to get a great picture, and there's no sense in putting any animal through that. Mm. Do people request certain settings, or do you just decide what fits the dog best? Well, what we do is weekly we change up our scenes and our themes. So literally one weekend we might be doing an ocean theme, and the next one we might be doing our our sushi chef scene, if you will. So we have a (laughs) lot of fun every week. It's something new. It's something different. And we try and keep it fresh because, frankly, uh, as a creative person, I need that creativity to, to constantly be moving forward as well. So do you have repeat um, visitors? You know, so someone will bring their dog one month and then bring them another month just because they want to get that variety of photos? Oh, we have, um, I love it. I come from the music world, and uh, we certainly have our, our groupies for the photographer. <laughs> um, there are, it's unbelievable how many customers we do have and the, the areas from which they'll travel from to attend a new scene that we're doing that they haven't been a part of before. Uh, they definitely... They treasure it. I mean, these animals are their children and are a true family member, and I love it. I, if they're enjoying it, their pets are enjoying it, and it really makes it, it's almost as fun as you guys are having in the studio. Mm-hmm. What a great keepsake to have your pet in a setting like that. Is there any Photoshop going on? i got to ask that right now in this book. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Well, we don't Photoshop the outfits onto the animals. Okay. Um, but certainly when you look at things like our uh, scuba dog, uh, we're not going to put a dog underwater with a scuba tank as, as much as it might intrigue me to do. Um, but we have a, a number of uh, scenes where whenever water's involved, you'd have to get that one shot, and then the minute the dog was wet, you, you know, we're not going to 
run him through a dryer to get him for a second shot. Sure. So um, we certainly, you know, take advantage of the technology, but we're not reliant on it. Um, the best photos we get are those natural uh, shots, and that's why you'll see in some of the photos, it's not a perfect photo, if you will, or it hasn't been photoshopped to perfection, because that's not what the beauty of the photo was. The beauty was that pet being there in that moment. I don't understand where you find all these outfits, uh, like the, uh, the the YMCA one with uh, the uh, the little dog. What kind of dog is that? Is that uh, That's a Jack Russell. Jack Russell in a uh, tool belt with tools and a little oh, yeah. hard hat. I mean, where do you find that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, we you know we've been doing. Uh, I started off uh, collecting these uh, many many years ago. And uh, the outfits, will adapt them. Um, there are plenty of great pet fashion uh, companies out there now really? that are creating more pet fashion for the animals. So that's been an advantage as well. But a lot of times, a lot of what you see is something that we took that was maybe set up for a child, and we adapted it to mm. work for, for animals. Or even dog clothes. Mm. Well, I encourage listeners to pick up Life is Pawfect, P-A-W-F-E-C-T, uh, the website is www.photographer.com if you want to learn more. Now i got to ask some questions about taking pictures of our animals because sometimes I, I have one dog that uh, is not really photogenic and I have a cat who just loves to be in, the ca- in front of the camera. Can you give me some tips on how I can take some really good pictures with these guys? Absolutely, absolutely. The first thing is don't always try and do it yourself. Um, I, I tell this to everybody. My dogs, when I try and photograph them, have the same reaction that your dogs do. And that is the minute you go down to their level, which is the point of view that most of us want to catch, that's a sign for them to come to you, that you want to engage them and play with them. Exactly. And so the dog goes to you and you get a little frustrated. Oh, it was going to be so perfect. Why would you move? They moved because that's what they've been trained and, and signaled to do for so many years. So I would suggest grabbing a friend and, and having them take the actual photo while you're there to make your animal comfortable. That friend can actually photograph them in a more natural state. And that's really that secret to everybody goes, what's the secret to your success? Patience. And I'm not the owner's animal. Mm. Do you use any tools like a laser toy? It seems like on the front picture of uh, Life is Pawfic that there's a little red dot that looks like a laser toy. Do you use that to get their attention? No, actually, that's a little sticker. Oh, it is? Um, okay. It, it's a, uh, but no, we don't, um, you know, it's such an incredible environment. I have a lot of people, because we're based in Orange County, California, that say, wow, this is like Disneyland for animals. You set up these, you know, big scenes and sets. And the animals themselves, I mean, we have photographed over 3,000 animals. So the smells, the sights, and just the environment itself is something that the animals are so inquisitive and they're smelling every animal that's ever been there. And they're just, what is this place? And we'll just make a quick sound. And a lot of times they'll look like, what? What? And that's that picture that you see. (laughs) Squirrel? Yes. Exactly. Oh, it's a fantastic book, and I'm going to encourage listeners to uh, pick up a copy of it right now. The photographer did this, Robert Simro. It, t- it actually doesn't have your t- your name on the front of the book. Life is Pawfic, and I'll give out 10 copies right now at one 405 We can get this on Amazon, I assume? Absolutely. Best place to get it. Okay, Robert, we thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, and thank you for such a great show you all do. You're awesome. Take care of yourself. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Good stuff. Animal Radio is brought to you by. 
Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Happy to say that yesterday I bought another X-Power Pro at Home dryer for a friend. Ever since I got one for Christmas. Aren't they cool? They're not only just a dryer, but they're like a vacuum, too. And Joey tipped me off to this. Uh, Joey was the first one to receive one of these. And you what? You ended up using it on your motorcycle to vacuum? I used it. I've used it on my motorcycle. I've used it in my car. I've used it to blow the leaves out of the doorway of, of, of my house. Um, I've I've used it on, on actually blowing the um, powder coat off my bird. I mean, I've used it for everything. Everything that you, that you probably... Um, um, that it probably wasn't designed to be used for. I've used it for because it works so good. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty unbelievable. And being that I'm the cat man today, I used it last week on actually drying a few cats. And the really cool thing about it is with with cats is it's it's quiet. It's quieter yeah. than. Any of the professional dryers that I've used with basically the same amount of volume. So I'm getting all the benefits of all the volume of a professional dryer, but I'm not getting that sound. Now the benefit of that being, you know, w- w- you know, working with the cat is the cats hate, you know, strange noises in a strange place as it is. So this makes it a lot more comfortable and easier for them. And also, and anyone who's ever bathed their cat before, not many people that do it at home, but the people who do know, that if you let the cat dry on its own, it kind of looks like crap. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. If you let it dry on its own, mm-hmm. if you're able to get a blow dryer on it, the cat goes from looking like Mama Cass to um, you know <laughs> Vanessa Williams. You know, I mean, it just it just makes that much that much of a difference. Um, I mean, just total. Cat looks great. Really does. You know. It's perfect, it's perfect for everything. Dogs, cats. I got thrown off track here being a cat man. Well, it's so quiet. It's amazing that it has that kind of power and it's so quiet. But it has all these attachments, too. Look, it has this hair-removing attachment or combing attachment. It has a condenser, two different types. Um, it also has this wide nozzle here um, if you just you know, if you know, just want a, an overall spray. I mean, it's great for dogs at home that can't go to the groomers. It's great if you just want to mess around and see if you can, you know, what you can do on your own. And it's it's a lot of fun. You know what? It's actually a good thing. If, if you're getting your kid a pet, get him, get him one of these dryers, too, because it'll just make things a lot easier as as the um, pet's life goes on, getting used to it and keeping them clean around the house. Mm. And if your pet looks like Mama Cass and not Vanessa Williams. You know, I didn't mean, I couldn't think of anyone else. I'm sorry, Mama, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad it's not someone that can come back and yell at me. She's rolling over on her sandwich right now. Okay, 89 bucks through January on this. Amazon.com or ViperPet.com. 89 bucks. You only have a, well, let's see, just a couple more weeks for this, so you got to yeah. get it now. Did they extend that? I mean, because I thought that was just going right through Christmas. I mean, that's, this is a great deal. Get it is it a now. good deal. You got a little Christmas money left over? Get it now. Judy is screening your calls at one 405 
405. If you're in the midst of a divorce, you hate your spouse, you think you're going to divorce, you think it's all over, because it's that time of the year, right? You want to know who's going to get the family pet. And we're going to have a lawyer on. She's a divorce attorney. She's going to tell us how you can get hold of the pet that you spent the last 15 years with that you, you love dearly, but you hate your spouse. How do you divide? Sometimes people stay together just for the pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I, I'm, I'm begging you, stay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll roll over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. It's Animal Radio. Don't forget, we have an app. There's an app for that now. iPhone and Android. Look for the Animal Radio app, and you can listen to all the Animal Radio shows, as well as contact us and send us your email. And, of course, we're on Facebook at Animal Radio. And all your tweet recalls and tweet news at Animal Radio. And you can hit us up the old-fashioned way, which is now email your voice at animalradio.com or call us 1-866-405-8405. We'll head back to the phones. No, Boog, that's for the dogs. He's always in Ladybug's food. We just got a uh, shipment of Stella and Chewy's here at the studio, and this is actually for Ladybug's uh, she? food. <laughs> She's getting upset there. She knows that Uh-oh. Boog the Studio Cat's in her food. And it's a good thing that uh, now Stella and Chewy actually has a cat food. And it's made with the same good ingredients, 100% raw meat. These dinners are made without grain, without fillers. There's no artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. Just good stuff. Did you hear that, Boog? Just for you and your fellow cats. We'd love to send you a sample. Go ahead and send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, the address over at the website. And if you want to learn more about Stell and Chewy's, go to their website at stellandchewies.com. And we head to which one? Going to four. We have DC. Or is this DC or is this someone calling from DC? No, this is DC. How you doing today? Good. How you doing? What's up? Uh, well, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I tell you what, I got. Um, I got two chihuahuas, and 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 the, the female just had puppies three days ago, and the male okay. he's the one taking it so hard. As a matter of fact. He, he, I, I was thinking about maybe I should take him to the vet to get him some, something for depression. And I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid that maybe he's so angry about the, uh, my female dog won't pay him no attention. And mm-hmm. I'm afraid he might just, you know, try to hurt the puppies. I, I really don't know what he's going to do because he's just acting out his head right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let me get to the, to, to the, to the female. Uh, she, um, First, she just she wouldn't eat the puppies for no reason at all. Not even to drink water. Not not even to eat unless you know you did something like a hot dog or something like something. Something was a favorite. But I finally did take the food to her this morning, and she ate it. So that's kind of my problem. Okay. Well, it sounds like you've got a very attentive mom, and she yeah. is 
very concerned about the well-being of the babies to her own detriment. And, and we do see this in female dogs, uh, some that have such a strong mothering instinct that they um, don't want to eat, they don't want to leave the baby. So you actually, in many cases, uh, sometimes we have to forcibly take mom away, give her a little private time, let her do her potty business, give her a quiet room where she can eat. And that can help for some of the females. Um, now, if her being away from the babies is more distressing, then I, I like what you did. Where you brought the food to her so that she can accomplish both things. And and dad's problems going on right now uh, can be several different motivations. So one is that, he, yeah, he may resent, I don't say resent, dogs don't resent um, the lack of attention that he's getting, but he may be very focused and interested in what's going on. Um, so you kind of have to gauge the level of interaction that you permit the male, depending on how everything's going along. Some female dogs do not want any other creature around their babies. Um, okay. And and she might hurt him, or the male might hurt the babies. Now, if these guys, have they been through a litter before, or is this their first time together? First time. Okay. So you kind of have to read the situation a little bit to see um, what dad is doing. But I would basically have him on a leash and um, have you know someone monitoring him while you're watching her and see what the interaction is. If, she, or if she's upset, her hackles are going up, or she is um, you know guarding those babies, I would not even risk that. In some males, it's best for them to just stay away. <laughs> if he wants to be an involved parent, that's great, but... That's the best thing for him because she's ready to fight him if he tried to come around her. Yeah. Then let's keep these babies away, and uh, you know, there's there's no reason we want to increase her level of stress in any way. Um, oh. But you know, and with some moms, they can be even hostile to the the humans in the household when they are protecting their young. So that too is an, a thing to be cautious with. Um, I still like to handle the babies, and I still like to you know get them exposed to human com- um, contact very young. But you got to do that cautiously so you don't injure yourself or, or distress the mom. I got one more question. Uh, when can I touch the puppies? When can you touch the puppies? Actually, yeah, you can so. touch them at any point. So it's not um, it's not like some of those wildlife where if you touch them, the mom's going to reject them because you've you got oh, okay. your scent on them. So that won't happen. But uh, just, just use caution and watch her body language so that you're not going to put yourself in a point where you're going to get injured. The, the best way to kind of manage that is what I like to do is to just kind of put a little light slip leash on the mom and then that way you have control of her. And you can just kind of gently, while you're talking to her, just kind of ha- gently kind of take her to the side a little bit, and then you can handle the babies. And then you, what you do is, after you handle them, you give them right back to her, and you return them to her area. And then she'll see that you're not a physical threat to the babies, and um, that makes her more at ease for future handling. So uh, you're kind of training her at the same time. <laughs> All right. I really appreciate uh, your help, uh, Dr. Debbie. And uh, okay. thanks for answering all my questions. So one more question. So the male dog, he don't need to, he don't need nothing for depression, huh? Not likely, no. And you know, some yeah. some male dogs, you know, whether it's their hormones and the females are in heat, or you know, they've got something like this going on, they just may not the most may not be the most interested in food. Um, so um, if it takes getting him out of the situation a little bit, take him over to your family member's house, something like that, he might do a little bit better just to be away from some of the commotion. All right, I, I appreciate it so much, and uh, you have a good day, and thank you, Steph. Thank All you right. very much. Good luck with those babies there. Take okay, care, Stacy. Okay, bye. Uh, Stacy, right around the corner with news. What do you got? Well, it's that time of year where you could catch so many things. People don't wash their hands, and yeah. you know they're sneezing. You're in an airplane, and when you're traveling, you catch something. It's the flu season. 
But, it, you know, there's a lot of things that you can catch from your animals. I'll tell you some of them coming up on Animal Radio News. <laughs> wow, I can't wait for that. Everyone in the studio is safe. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that Speak hanging for off yourself. Up? Go wash your I hands. had my flu shot. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. One for Dr. Debbie, we have Andrew on the phone. Hi, Andrew. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Splendid. Where are you calling from today? Uh, well, I'm in Utah now. Are you a truck driver? Yes, I am. What's going on in your world? Oh, uh, not much. I got a question. Uh, I've got an Australian cattle dog puppy. She's a year and three months. Okay. And um, my dad was saying he noticed that she looks like she might be partially blind. Uh, okay. I love left her at home for a month and she would be walking with him stop and uh he'd go down to the end of the hall and turn around and she'd be sitting there sniffing around like she's tracking but i've really never noticed anything other than at night with her uh, what are you noticing at night what's she doing uh well like my buddy you know chris walks up and he's still in the dark and she'll see him and she'll get a, a defensive posture going and then as soon as he hits the light close enough she'll go into happy mode and go run over and and uh-huh. uh, get attention. All right. So yeah. So I guess the first thing is we need to assess and, and figure out if your if your baby is having visual problems. And when you say the breed, of, I guess the first thing that jumps out in a herding breed, some of the cattle dogs, the collies, um, there are some types of congenital problems that they can be born with that affects the retina, the back part of the eye. And there's kind of this whole complex of different problems. And some pets will have different degrees of vision problems. Some are completely blind. Some have one eye that has a problem and, and so on. So um, I think the first thing we need to do is figure out if we do in fact have a visual problem. And some things at home, uh, some of these tests are kind of crude in the sense that, um, you know, we basically test how the dog responds to things moving, whether it be in light or in darkness. Um, so one of the first things I'd have you do is um, kind of uh, sit with her, uh, turn the lights on and um, have a cotton ball nearby and basically throw the cotton ball in front of her her line of vision and see if she tracks that. Um, we want to use something very lightweight like a cotton ball because it doesn't really send off any kind of air currents when you throw it by. If you use something bigger um, or you wave your hand, you might send off these air currents. So test that in light and in darkness and see how she responds. Um, that would be one thing. The other would be to actually put her through a maze test um, in light and in darkness. So you put her on a leash, keep her really tight to your side, and uh, set up some little barriers. And you basically, as horrible as it sounds, you want to guide her towards those things in her midst and see if she can maneuver around them and if she can see them and avoid them, then it's kind of a crude test of vision there. Um, but for most doggies in this category, especially since she's young, I would recommend uh, to see a veterinarian because we would need to do a good uh, exam of the retina, the back part of the eye. For some dogs, um, you know, vision loss is just something that they have. Um, but for some of these dogs, they can have some blood vessel problems resulting from this. And they can later go on to detach the retina or have more complications, some worsening of the vision. So it would be something to well worth get her uh, evaluated. 
evaluated um, just to have those eyes checked out a little bit further. Okay. Now, there's, there is one thing that I have noticed with looking directly into her eyes is on certain spots, uh, she's got almost like a, looks almost like a, a luminescent clear spot. Do you think that mm, could possibly okay. be anything? I mean, it could be, uh, and the big thing is also is looking at the size and the shape of your pupils. Um, if in bright light, the normal dog eye response, bright light, would be that the pupils should get small. Um, if her eyes remain dilated, so you can see a lot of that pupil, that may mean that we have some um, issues going on there. Or if you see an uneven size of those pupils between one eye and the other eye. That would also be a symptom that, uh, you know, we've got something going on. Um, but I think from what you're describing, um, if I'm not correct, I mean, I think it sounds like we were fairly certain she's got some vision issues, so I, I would move forward with, you know, getting her checked out a bit further. Okay, yeah, then I'll, have, I'll do that when I go get her updated on her uh, rabies. Stuff. Yeah, All right. very good. And, you know, if, if she's a little visually, you know, challenged, um, most of these doggies can live wonderful lives, and um, they kind of adapt with all their other uh, with their other senses, especially the nose. The nose helps so much with these guys um, in getting around and maneuvering. So not a yeah. horrible thing for her to have to deal with. Okay. Thanks for your call, Andrew. one 405 8405 That's toll-free to the Dream Team, animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, or veterinarian Dr. Debbie. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. This hour, we're going to talk to an attorney who says, figure out who wants the dog before you go to divorce court, because it always ends up ugly there. Ooh, yeah. It's uh, becoming more and more of a problem. And so we decided to get one of these divorce attorneys on that specializes in this kind of practice. Also on the show today, oh, that happened last hour. You need to know what hour I'm in. <laughs> Stacy, what are you working on? Have you ever eaten squid? I don't know. It's just something I wouldn't want to eat. I, I haven't done frog legs, squid. There's a lot of things, actually. Rabbit, deer. I, there's a, there's a many things I haven't eaten. Squid, probably, I never will now that I know that this woman um, almost got pregnant eating it. I'll tell you why. Coming up on Animal Radio News. <laughs> Okay. That's a that's a new one right there. Yeah. Hey, hey, darling, you want some squid? Come here, have a piece of squid. I want to know what sex ed class Stacy went to. Do you stick them in the bunch of roses? I mean, what, how do you give that to a woman? I don't know. The last few newscasts with Stacy have had like an underlying theme. Yeah. So a little strange there. On the show today. Joey Villani is going to tell us how to cut your cat's nails. Apparently, this is important. I don't do it for the sake of, well... I my like, health. Yeah, yeah, I like keeping blood inside my body, but uh, he'll yeah. tell us how to do it. Apparently, you need an assistant for this, and that's all on the way in just a couple of minutes. Let's hit the phones. We have Wayne on the phone. Hey, Wayne, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine, thank you. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Pomona, California. Pomona, lovely Los Angeles area. What's going on? I wanted to speak on my... Uh White Pond Pit Bull. You got a pit bull? Yes. What about it? Uh, she is fantastic. I, I got uh, her name is Platinum, and I purchased her right after the uh, death of my wife, and like, uh, cause I knew I was gonna be lonesome, and she lives in the house with me. And boy, I tell you, she must have been sent by God, cause she is one fantastic friend. I'm telling you, never. Wait and did her business in the house. Always there with me. 
learned so fast. I can't believe it, you know. And like, uh, uh, she she never touches any of my stuff. And believe me, I'm kind of junky. But she'll walk around <laughs> my stuff. I buy her little toys and stuff, and she only plays with her toys. Uh, she's just outstanding. She she goes outside. You know, when I first got her, I, I put her on a, a 26 foot leash. And, like, I would always walk out into the front yard because I don't have a fence. And she learned to uh, stay within the perimeters. And, like, uh, she's two years old, a little bit better than two now. And, like, uh, I can let her outside. She goes outside. She would not leave my yard. Uh, in the beginning, the uh, neighbors were a bit apprehensive, but they watched her grow up, too. Uh-huh. And so uh, this is a pit bull with no aggression. Don't want to do nothing but be loved and like, uh, and they learn that she stays on, on on my property and kids, they play, they go up and down streets on scooters and bikes and she just looks at them, you know, and, and she's just, just one exceptional dog. See, I think uh, dogs are like kids. They learn what they live. And obviously, you've shown this dog shown a, a lot of love, a yeah. good life. And you've been patient with her and treated her well. And she does it. She's showing it in return. Just me and her, you know. And, like, uh, she follows me from room to room. Uh, when I'm in my very sad pit, which I still have, uh, she seems to sense it and come up and lay her head in my lap. Aww. Hey, Wayne, what do you do for a living, buddy? Well, right now I'm retired, but uh, I uh, worked for probably 36 years uh, for the state of California in forensic mental health. And uh, because of that, you know, I learned uh, behavior modification and, you know, and how to uh, get the best out of not only uh, humans, but animals and with uh kind of Wayne, I'm not so su- I'm not surprised you said that. I'm not some people have a gift and you probably do. You probably don't even realize it, but you might have a second career now. You might be able to help people with their dogs because you you probably have a really good gift that you're not even aware of. And you know, I'm glad you called because pit bulls get a bad rap like a lot of dogs do. A pit bull is just like any other dog. They can be kind, gentle, sweet, caring, Great companions, and and it's great that you're showing people that. There was a story a couple of weeks uh, ago uh, of a ma- of a family whose pit bull took a bullet in the head for them and protected them from a burglar, and it got a little bit of press. And I was so happy to see that because when something bad happens, pit bulls get the worst rap yeah, instantly. That's for the sure. The media jumps all over it, but when something wonderful like that happens, you don't see it very often. And I just want folks to know there's no such thing as a bad breed. It's the owners who make the dogs crazy. <laughs> I, I, I definitely uh, go along with that. You know, if, if you try to bring out aggression or if you try to bring out any negatives in the animal, just like where I tried to bring out all the good, you can be successful, you know, but who wants a, a mean, bearded dog that nobody can, can deal with and, and that everyone's afraid of? I don't. Well, let me ask you a question, Wayne. When you walk around with your dog, what's your dog's name? Uh, it's Platinum. Oh, Platinum, okay. When you walk around with Platinum, do people freak out? Do they, they think maybe they should be cautious at first? Do they cross the street? It, immediately. And, like, uh, they say, can, 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 can I pet him? I say, <laughs> she loves to be petted, you know. And, like, her her biggest drawback is, is she's just so eager until <laughs> a lot of people uh, interpret that as aggression. But it's, it's just her, her eagerness to be loved, you know, and be petted and... and have her head scratched, and, you know. It's, it's like I said, she doesn't growl, not even growl, you know. Uh, 
It's really cool that a guy with a behavior modification career and background gets a dog like that because you you have talent, you have abilities that most people don't have, and that's important. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I have uh, three other pits that are those pressure canaries that are really, really big pits, 100 and 125 pounds apiece. I got two in the backyard, one on the side. And I got platinum in the house, and like I love all four of my dogs. Well, good. I'm glad to hear this story, Wayne. Thank you so much for calling today and telling us all the good things that pits do. I appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Vinny Penn here, coming at you on Animal Radio, your resident party animal. The topic du jour, or, or, or dare I get cheeky and say, a pet peeve of mine. When that friend of yours that you haven't seen in years, a girlfriend of mine, came up to me recently and said, do you want to see a pic? I showed her pictures of my kids, and she said, do you want to be see a picture of my kids? And she pulls out a photograph of two dogs. I don't know that there's anything more frustrating than this. I get the sentiment of the couple who's decided against having children, but to get a dog together and regard that as that's our child and to regard it seriously, that's what's kind of appalling are the people who do it. See, if you do it tongue in cheek, that's one thing, but to show a photograph of two Rottweilers in enormous hand knit sweaters and say, these are our kids, Chip and Eagle. They're not your kids. I'm all for the treating the pet like a member of the family. I had two dogs in my lifetime, and they absolutely were members of our family. They were man's best friend. I am down with all of that. But they are not your children. As a father, I take offense to it. I have two kids of my own, and it is a totally different situation. I I I, I feel ridiculous even trying to to lay out why it's so. Silly. Now, granted, I dated a few girls in the day where I, I could have had children with them and they would have been dogs. I, I mean, I, I get all of that. But to do that, to show that photo and say, dead serious, these are our children. We love them like you love your own children. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because my kids would never have that tartar build up on their teeth. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hi, this is Elaine Boozler on Animal Radio. Stay new to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's covering the register while answering phones. It's skipping breaks. And it's eating lunch standing up. You work hard to earn your money, so we put the power to keep more of it in the palm of your hand. With TurboTax, you can take a photo of your W-2 with your smartphone and we'll import your information automatically. Just answer a few simple questions, hit e-file, and you're done. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Learn more at TurboTax.com. TurboTax mobile solutions work on select smartphones. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job. I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family. At that moment, I finally decided to get help for my addiction to opioids. The prescription painkillers. At turntohelpnow.com, 
you'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help, including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits. That moment led me to TurnToHelpNow.com. Make now your moment. Visit TurnToHelpNow.com today. Stop pain now. Pain keeps you from enjoying life, or worse, keeps you up at night. Stop pain now with real-time pain relief, the great-smelling topical pain relief cream you can try absolutely free. That's right. Go to PainFreeOffer.com and get a free sample with free shipping right now. No credit card needed at PainFreeOffer.com. We're so sure it'll work, even if everything else you've tried hasn't. You get a free sample with free shipping, absolutely no cost to you, at PainFreeOffer.com. PainFreeOffer.com. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. Here it is again, one 405 8405 Write that down. If you ever need that number, call in to speak to the Dream Team, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. And we go to Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I am in Idaho. Mm, is that where you live? Very beautiful place. <laughs> I'm actually a chick driver, and I'm on the road right now. Okay. A chick driver? Is that what you called yourself? <laughs> I like that. Chicks drive much better than guys. I understand you want to talk to Dr. Debbie. Hi yes. there. Hi. I so have what do you got going a nine-year-old Boston Terrier, and she has uh, demodectic mange mites. Okay. And I'd like to know if there's something that's natural that I can treat her with. Okay. So how was this diagnosed? Um, the is, she, is she having problems? Or? Uh, yeah, her, her cheeks get a little bit puffy and red, and so the vet did a scraping. Alrighty. Well, I guess we'll back up a little bit because demodex mites are really common in the Boston Terriers. Um, it's, you know, more common, I'd say, in the young pups, um, because it is a function of their immune system and how it's maturing. So there's the young dog form and kind of the old dog form or mature dog form. Um, so in a young dog, I expect this in a Boston and I'm not too bothered by it. In an older dog, it does bother me if we detect demodex mites and not so much because the mites themselves serious, but in order for it to occur in an adult dog, there's usually got to be something wrong that's kind of making their immune system out of whack, because the normal pet um, actually, believe it or not, has these mites on their skin. I might even find them on a perfectly normal pet if I scrape their skin. The, the, the problem is, is when their immune system and their skin can't kind of fight this off. So for an adult dog like right. yours, I would say, okay, you know, there's ways to treat the mites, but my bigger concern is why did she get these? And I'd want to make sure we check for a couple different health problems because it's real common in dogs that have underlying hormone problems like thyroid problems, um, Cushing's disease, which is an adrenal gland problem, um, diabetes, and you know even cancers and so forth. So the other things that kind of take her stresses away from fighting off the mites are going to be my bigger concern. The mites can be treated, um, but for an adult dog, sometimes it's much harder to treat them and to get rid of them because of these underlying factors. So um, that would be my my big goal and my big focus for her that I, I would urge you to do. Um, okay. Now, in answer to your question, is there something natural you can do? Uh, not really. Um, sometimes we'll use probiotics to boost immune support, um, but really it's a function to get into the heart of the problem and then to address these mites. Um, okay. She is a blue and white Boston, 
and because they're not typically supposed to be blue, she has had a lot of skin problems, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, so she's been treated for skin cancer. Um, oh, really? Okay. And then the mite kind of come and go at different times of the year. Okay. And, and having the blue color dilution um, in a lot of breeds, yeah, that signals uh, kind of a life lifelong skin disorders and problems and they just don't have the normal defenses when it comes to uh, dermatological problems so um, so I don't think I would necessarily look so much for something natural that's going to cure this um, I would definitely wa- have they used um, ivermectin in the past for her yes Okay, because that's the the best line therapy is a drug called ivermectin, um, unless we have a herding breed like a collie or an Australian shepherd. Um, but that's something that I would definitely kind of lean towards that route. Yeah, that's typically what um, I use whenever they do flare up. I just thought that maybe there was something more natural that I could give her. Yeah, and, and I, you know, talk to your vet if they're suspicious about any of the other problems. It might just be something as simple as doing, you know, starting with some routine lab work and screening, like, the thyroid level, see if there's any hints of Cushing's disease, because um, those aren't un- uncommon either in Boston Terrier, so um, just so we're not missing something on that radar. All righty. Well, thank okay. you. You're welcome, Vicki, and thank you so much for the calling. Give that baby a pat on the head for us. Okay, I will. one 405 8405 That's to talk to the Dream Team here, toll-free. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by X-Power and their pro-at-home dryer. You can bathe your pet at home and style them like the pros. Get the X-Power pro-at-home dryer during this holiday special. Yeah, I said holiday. Just for $89 through January, available at Amazon.com and ViperPet.com, endorsed by our very own groomer, ladies and gentlemen, dog father, groomer Joey Villani. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. You know, two weeks ago, I was a dog father. Yeah. Last week, I was the bird man Uh-oh. of Animal Radio. What this is week, this week? I'm Catman, Catman. Wow. Okay, I'm going to be Catman. I'm going to be talking about how to clip your cat's nails because I got an email without Ooh. getting um, torn up and shredded to pieces. You yeah. mean you're supposed to do that? I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, you, 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 you should. You should. Um, you know, the nails get grow a little bit too long and they start curling under just like a dog. Eventually, they'll, you know, curl into their into their feet. Now, some cats will, um, you know, use a scratching post or the side of your sofa to sharpen them and actually wear them down a little bit. But then there's a lot of, a lot of other cats that don't do that so this is what you got to do number one you got to find a brave and willing partner because this is a (laughs) two-person job okay i'm going to say that right now it's definitely a benefit to wear long sleeves sure now first thing we're going to do calmly yes is the holder that's what we're going to talk about first okay because the holder is probably more important than the one cutting the nails um especially to the nail cutter themselves so what you want to do is to make sure the holder has long sleeves on. Now, if the holder is righty, they're going to scruff the cat with their left hand, okay? So what you're going to do is right underneath the ears, that that um, that skin that's um, right down the base of the neck, you're going to grab that, and not real tight where you're, where you're hurting the, the cat, but where you have control of the head, and you want to make sure you have that first. Next thing you're going to do with your right hand is you're going to wrap it around the cat's body a little bit 
above where the knees would be, okay? Because that's the other the other thing. You're going to have to watch the two back feet coming up and mm. just tearing your um, forearms to shreds. So you want to, you want to, you know, make sure that you got that under control. And as you come around the body with your left hand, you're going to grab the front leg that is not being trimmed at that point because now the person doing the trimming, and you want to make sure you have a pair of cat nail clippers, Okay, which look like tiny little pliers and some um, styptic powder, okay, or otherwise called quick stop. Just in case you make the cat bleed, but in most, we don't want to make our cat bleed by um, any circumstance if that can be helped. Hmm. He's trying to make the us person, bleed, though. Does that stick stuff work on us? That's that's for us, yes. <laughs> the person that is cutting nails is going to hold the free leg, okay? And what you're going to do is you're going to take your thumb, you're going to push it up into the pad, and what it's going to do, it's going to retract the claws because cats, different than dogs, dogs' nails always show, cats will retract um, their, their claws. So what you're going to do is you're going to push down, all the nails will show. Now, if you look at cats' nails... They're clear, so you can actually see the little pink vein, or quick is really what it's called, that's inside. I want to cut close to it, but I want to be far enough away where I am not going to hit it. Because cats are a little bit different than dogs. Usually once you quick them, they freak out, and no matter who's holding them, it could be the Hulk, and um, you know the cat's going to get away and probably hurt somebody, and you don't want to hurt the cat either. You want to make this a good experience. So what you want to do with a smile, and I say with a smile because it's important, because <laughs> especially if you listen to Alan, Alan always says that pets react to how you react, okay? So if you have a, a nervous or fearful face on an angry face the cat picks up on that so be happy be friendly talk to you talk to your cat and you're going to start cutting the nails from the outside in and, and i do it that way just so you know you got all of them and then the holder's going to switch legs they're going to grab the leg that was cut and you're going to grab the paw that needs to be trimmed and you're going to go and you're going to do that okay until you do all four feet now by if you do happen to quick your cat okay which i say try not to, even if you just take the tip off the nail that's better than quicking the cat but if you do just take a little bit of that um styptic powder Put it on there, hold it for a couple of seconds, and and you should be fine. Mm. Okay, and your cat will be happy. But you know, a lot of people they don't trim the nails, and it's the same thing. You can actually make a pet lame, just like a dog, and it's even more painful for a cat because they are so sharp. So when they curl under, it's like the cat is walking on a bed of nails. Mm. Um, and a lot of older cats sometimes have this problem because you know what? They just don't have the strength or the energy to um actually um wear their nails down themselves. Mm. Well, what is so, it? When they shed their nails. I see shedded nails all over my floor. You know what? Um, it's almost like shark teeth in a way. It's not that they have rows, but when they shed their nails, number one, it's a healthy process. But when it sh- when, when the nail sheds away, is a nice, healthy, sharp nail that's underneath. Now, how much do you charge for a cat clipping at your salon? Or if a you cat were to- nail clipping, we, 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 only ch- we charge $10. The same thing we charge for a dog wow, nail that's clipping. that's pretty good. Um, there's certain things that... I feel it's part of public assistance. Joey Volani, the cat man, is on Animal Radio. About a year ago, I used to say fat man when they sang that to me. Not anymore, huh? Oh, not as much. Alan Cable, hope you're doing well. And now for your listening pleasure, a baby and a husky imitating each other.
know, a big consideration for most folks when they go out to get a new dog are the kids. So I'm going to tell you which breeds experts say are the best with kids. And number five, the durable bulldog. He's got a sweet disposition and he tires out real easily. And number four, a breed that seems to be disappearing. You don't see very many anymore, maybe because they're so energetic and they need so much exercise. The Iris Setter, one of my personal favorites. These guys are fun-loving comedians. They're really sweet dogs. But again, they need tons of exercise. The top three coming up after the Husky and the Baby go at it imitating each other again. Reminds me of that movie Ted with Mark Wahlberg. At number three on the list of best dogs to get when you have kids, the Poodle. They're loyal, tolerant, and they shed very little. So they're a really good dog to get if your child might have allergies. Again, though, despite what Joey Villani says, research shows that dogs can be embarrassed. So please don't make your Poodle look like Lady Gaga. We're counting down the top breeds that are great with kids. At number two on the list, the Labrador Retriever. These dogs are loyal, protective, and they love to play. They also come in three colors, white, black and brown and the number one best dog to get if you have kids according to the experts the golden retriever golden retrievers are very loyal and patient dogs you know how little kids are and goldens will put up with a lot but it's still very important to remember no matter what kind of dog you have and no matter how sweet and loving he is never leave your dog alone with your child your dog might not mean to hurt your child but because he's so much bigger it could easily happen Thank you, baby and husky. This is Alan Cable, and next time, a great training technique. Remember, good dog. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolic Hat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, this is the time of year when everybody gets sick because people don't wash their hands. It's very easy to prevent a lot of these flus and colds and all that. Well, there's many diseases that affect pets that can also be dangerous for people. These diseases even have names. They're called zoonoses. Fortunately, though, many of them are preventable by washing your hands or giving your pets shots. Rabies, probably one of the most dangerous. Uh, without exception, rabies is fatal once an animal or person becomes infected with it. You can be exposed to rabies through animal bites. Roundworms, they're intestinal parasites. They can infect dogs, cats, and other mammals, including wild animals like raccoons. And it can infect people. It's particularly dangerous for children. It can cause blindness, seizures, and other symptoms. Keeping pets free of parasites, picking up pet feces, and following good hygiene practice best defense against this. Hookworms, same story. They're worms that live in the intestinal tract of dogs and cats and other animals, and they can infest sand and dirt. They cause skin lesions for people who contact the parasite. Again, picking up pet feces can help stop the spread. Salmonella, you hear about it all the time, a lot of recalls with pet food and things like that. Well, when you touch the pet food or the pet treats and then you don't wash your hands, you can infect yourself. So you've got to wash your hands Keep your animals inoculated, and it's easy to stop these things. A fat cat in Texas is getting his New Year's resolution underway early. ABC News reports they ironically named Tiny Tim, 
He used to weigh more than 35 pounds. He's managed to shed 6.6 pounds. That's nearly 20% of his body weight. He was rescued just before Christmas of 2011, and Southside Place Animal Hospital manager Debbie Green said he couldn't even walk or stand when they first took him in. That's a fat cat. But thanks to a very, very regimented diet and bi-weekly weigh-ins, he's on his way back to a healthy weight. She said that Tim's doing better than most people when it comes to dieting, and she even thinks he could land a spot on the reality show, The Biggest Loser. All right, this is a bizarre story. Uh, Not that I never tell you anything bizarre, but (laughs) there's a squid that inseminated a woman's tongue in Seoul, Korea. This woman was eating semi-boiled squid in June when it injected its sperm bag into her tongue. The unidentified woman reportedly experienced a pricking and foreign body sensation while she chewed and spat the squid out. Oh, she didn't swallow. Doctors found that the squid had left 12 small white spindle-shaped bug-like organisms in the mucous membranes of her tongue and cheek. Hopefully she's not pregnant. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicab, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's juggling school and work. It's paying my dues on the job. And it's pulling all-nighters when I need to. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability. Restrictions and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs made with raw, USDA-inspected meat, raised naturally, no added hormones or antibiotics, the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Also got a killer cat food, too, you want to check out at StellaAndChewies.com. It's not killer. I mean, when I say killer, I mean it's good. (laughs) It's fat. It's dope. 
I'm not in with those kids today. Is fat a little bit? Fat's like 10 years old. Yeah, I'm sorry about come it. On, you're I can't even your try age. to be hip here. Listen, if you're looking over at your spouse right now and you're saying, boy, been with this lady for 15, 20 years. Or been with this man. Don't make it all okay. one sided. And uh, you really don't want to be with them anymore. You'd like to, I don't know, check out the scene. But you don't want to split because of the dog. You love that dog. And you know that that could be a custody battle. And we have today joining us a divorce attorney, Silvana DiRosso. Am I pronouncing your name right, Ms. Rosso? Yes, you are. Okay, good. I usually don't. <laughs> so that, that's good. Your practice is, where is your practice? Uh, my practice, your PZ McLaughlin, is in uh, Bergen County, New Jersey, Englewood Cliff. Okay. A very where I grew up. Yeah, I grew right. up in Cliffside Park. A lot oh, of, we're right next door. <laughs> that's right. We what, should sue him for that. A lot of people are getting divorced more than ever. You always hear that 50% of marriages end up in divorce, but more and more the pet has become an item in the divorce. And in most states, they're treated like property. Is that correct? That's correct. The law doesn't recognize, unfortunately, the emotional attachment that we have to pets. We see them as members of our family, but unfortunately, the law doesn't recognize them that way. Mm. So what happens in these cases? I mean, there's, do you have custody battles like we do with kids? Well, we do have custody battles, but the, the factors that are used to determine where those pets go are not the same factors that are used when courts look at custody battles with children. And the reason for that is because the law doesn't allow judges to view pets as anything other than property. Mm. But judges are human beings, and they understand the emotional attachment that people have to pets. So they don't treat them just as properties. You're splitting the big, you know, figuring out who's going to get the big screen TV or the car or the vacation house. Courts do try to factor in some emotional value to the pets to try to make a decision as to where the pets go mm. if the adults can't decide. Well, now, if do I you... said that I love the, the dog or the cat more, does that hold up in court? Not really. There are a few things that the courts look at. One of them is who owned the pet before the, the marriage took place. If you came into the marriage with the dog, then odds are you'll probably leave the marriage with the dog as well. That being said, there are some exceptions to that rule. For example, if there are kids in the marriage, generally courts don't take away pets from kids. So whoever gets custody of the kids, generally the pets go with the kids. Does the court ever bring in animals into the courtroom and say, okay, whichever person the animal runs to, that's the one that gets to take them? Well, that has been threatened in a case before. There was a case I was involved in where there were no children in the marriage and the parties couldn't decide who was going to get the cat. So the cat had been bought during the marriage, not mm -hmm. before the marriage, so the court couldn't really use who had the pet before the marriage to decide who was going to get the cat. Mm -hmm. And the grown-ups couldn't decide between themselves who was going to get the cat. So the judge said, well, if you guys can't decide, we're going to bring the cat into the courtroom, we're going to drop the cat in the middle of the courtroom, and whoever the cat runs to... That's who it goes to. <laughs> and faced with that prospect, the husband and the wife decided between themselves. It ran to the guy with the tuna. <laughs> exactly. Right? He has a cat treat in his pocket. So if I'm feeding the cat more, let's say I, I'm always the one that cleans the litter and I'm always the one that feeds it, does that hold up in court at all? It, it does. Because if the judge can't use who brought the pet into the marriage to decide, then the courts look at... Well, who was primarily responsible for the care of the pet during the marriage? Hey, what's the kookiest, strangest reason you've ever seen a judge award a pet to somebody? Yeah. Well, you know what? The strangest case is the one where the cat, the judge threatened to drop the cat in the middle of the courtroom and see who it ran to. But generally, courts don't like to get involved in this, and they don't like to make these kinds of decisions because the law really ties their hands. They can't decide. They're just going to basically roll the dice and see whoever gets the pet. Are there some states 
that uh, animals are starting to be uh, looked at as living beings, sentient beings, and, and treated that way in court? No, unfortunately the law hasn't caught up to our society in terms of how we think of animals. Animals are simply property in every state. So I guess what you're suggesting is figure this stuff out out of the courtroom because you don't want an, uh, somebody who has no emotional attachment deciding. That's correct. Are there any cases where any pet support is awarded to the, the person that takes the animal? Oh, like custody? Yeah. Like child no. support? Child support. No, no, generally that's not done. Although what people do is they do work out an arrangement if they decide between themselves that they're going to share custody of the dog. For example, you know, wife, ex-wife gets the dog every other week. Then they people do come up with an arrangement on their own as to sharing vet bills and things of that nature, boarding bills if necessary. The Are, courts generally don't get involved in those decisions because they can't. The law simply doesn't let them do that, yeah. which is why judges encourage people to try to resolve these on their own. When you're filling out the prenup, is this something that you might include in it? Absolutely. That's always what we recommend. And when we ask people when they're doing a prenuptial agreement, are you coming into the marriage with any pets? Because if you are, you need to be clear as to who's going to get that pet if you get divorced. Do you notice any people staying together for the pets? I've never found that to be the case because people come to me when they're already made the decision to get divorced. Have you ever seen anyone kidnap a pet? There have been allegations of that, yes that somebody has taken the pet and the other person denies it. And usually they end up being found out. You must see a whole lot of crazy people doing crazy (laughs) stuff, huh? (laughs) Yes, I do. But unfortunately, divorce lawyers, we tend to catch people at the worst time of their lives. So we chalk it up to just catching somebody in a bad moment. doesn't mean that they're bad people, but sometimes people, when they're emotionally distraught, do crazy things. Never mind that, girl. we got to get together, you, I, Hal, the whole gang over a glass of wine and just let you tell us stories. I would love to. Well, now, it seems like at the end of the day, you might come home in a grumpy mood, seeing people fighting all day and uh, all of that. Sometimes that does happen. Oh, I would think the opposite. I would think you would really appreciate your spouse after listening to stuff like that all day. Well, you know, sometimes I do thank myself for having a somewhat normal life, but other days it does get to you. But, you know, that's part of life. Okay, well, that's a lot lot to handle right there, a lot on my plate. Um <laughs> The pets have come in the in the house. They, Twenty years ago, they used to be in the backyard. No one really cared who got the pets, but now they are a part of the family. And do you think the laws will ever catch up? I do think that the laws will eventually catch up uh, if there are enough people who fight for the laws to change. Unfortunately, pets are caught in the middle, and the sad thing is that the owners of those pets are stuck, um, not being able to really advocate for who should get the animal because the court's hands are tied. So I think eventually. Uh, the laws will catch up with the way society views animals today. Silvana, I thank you so much for joining us today. Is there a website or any information you want to give out? Yes, our website is uh, com. Okay. And we'll is that your last name? You have a beautiful name. Thank you very much. The uh, we'll put, That's kind of hard to spell, S-C-H-E-P-I-S-I. We'll put the link over at animalradio.com. Silvana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day there. Well, hey, I got. I want to ask Judy a question because yeah. I don't want to ask you guys. <laughs> if you, if you and your husband were getting a divorce, would you fight over the pet? No, I would automatically win. There'd be no fight. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding? Judy's got her man wrapped around both fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. And what about you, Joey? No, I give it all to my wife. Yeah, I want new beginnings. Ooh. Take it all. Okay, take everything. Wow. Typical I'll get man. New pets. Just New birds, everything. Uh, Start over, okay? You can have all the baggage. Typical guy. (laughs) 
What about the flat screen, Joey? Did she get that too? Everything. I'm just oh, gee, listen. Give me my my car, a pair of clothes, and you know, and and the guy that's throwing the confetti when we're singing "Happy Days Are Here Again." You know, I'm like laughing, oh, throwing Joe, the confetti. You know, Joey, you, you talk a big game, but I've seen you and your yeah. wife, and I know you love. You're so full of it. You love that woman. She's so happy. Listen. If a woman's not happy, that means her man is not treating her well, and she's happy. I see you brought Boss in the studio today. What's going on? Oh, well, Boss is, uh, you know, he's my fit little fella. He's over a year of age now, and uh, we love to go walking, um, and he has a thing for bugs. Oh. Um, <laughs> so he likes to chase all kinds of bugs. Um, the other morning, he was chasing a big old cockroach about two inches long. He's trying to catch it, trying to get it, could not get it. So he looks at it, pauses, tips his head, and he flops over on his side, and he rolls on it. Huh? Squish. Ooh. Just like a grape. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, isn't that great? So my point is, I'm, I'm telling my husband, I say, isn't he so smart? He couldn't catch that bug, and he figured out the quickest way to squish it. And my husband said, no, he just wants to roll on the stink of a bug. <laughs> he, he looked quite satisfied with himself. You know, he wasn't, uh, you know, trying to eat the bug or anything. He just kind of got up and went, oh, all right, okay, great. Yeah, because we when he actually catches, when he catches bugs, what does he do? What's, what's he do if he catches a bug? Um, most of them, he just kind of nibbles on them and eats them. Now, he has not really caught a cockroach of that size. He's, he's, very, so. he's dainty how he eats these nibbles on them. <laughs> he is. He's very, he's a very light eater. What can I say? But he loves was, to chase things. So, he, you know, he's all terrier, so he loves chasing. It was no on grass, though. He's probably rolling around in something that was there that was dead, and the bug just no, happened. They always do that. Yeah. It was on pavement. He landed on asphalt. Oh, that's he interesting. Like, I, I, I have no idea why he crushed that bug. I have no idea. That dog needs therapy. No, I'm telling you, he's very intelligent. He's a problem solver. He's a problem. How does it math, science? What is he? What's his? Um, he excels in spatial uh, problems. Spatial problems. That means he can figure out how to escape. Yeah, one bug minus one bug equals zero bugs. Hey, maybe he just hates cockroaches, you know. Yeah, who doesn't, you know? So what's going on at the office this week? Any amazing cases? Oh, my gosh. We, you know, we've had tons of sore bellies. And, you know, the thing that I, I think is really important we, that I want to mention to our listeners is sore bellies aren't always just a little bit of tummy upset. Sometimes it can be something very serious. And this week I've had two pets with pancreatitis, Ooh. which can be very serious and life-threatening. Um, and it basically, I've had two little girls that came in. Um, they each had vomiting. They weren't eating. They're very uncomfortable. Um, and pancreatitis can lead to some really severe complications with the liver, can cause lung clots, um, electrolyte, electrolyte problems. So it really can be quite serious. Well, how do you get it? Well, it, sometimes there's no apparent cause, but in many cases it can be triggered by eating high-fat foods. Um, table foods, you know, given our treats off the table to our pets, can actually trigger this. We see a lot of pancreatitis around holidays when we share the holiday foods with pets. Um, and then there are some breeds like uh, schnauzers um, that be, are a bit more prone to this type of problem just because of their blood uh, issues. Okay, so don't feed from the table those little table scraps is what well, you're well, saying. You know, sometimes we do that, but we, we give her vegetables, our dog, and then if we are going to give her meat, we give her lean meat that has no fat or anything on it. Is that okay? Little well, pieces. You still, still want to be cautious because a lot of times it's foods that dogs have eaten over and over again, and it doesn't always have to seem that rich, but it's just uh-huh. really to their system. So you got to remember, dogs thrive on a consistent, stable diet. You know, we like the, the variation, the changes, um, but there
your guts actually like having boring, consistent food. Um, so they do best with it. And, and definitely, pancreatitis is a huge problem. Um, five days in the hospital, both of these babies Ooh. had to spend, and we didn't know if they were going to make wow. it up until probably the fourth day. So, um, you know, anything that lasts GI-type signs, vomiting, not eating, feeling cruddy, over 24 hours, really, you know, see your veterinarian, at least have the pet evaluated and see if it's something more. And you're listening to Animal Radio. Brenda. Hey, Brenda. How are you doing? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I love that southern accent. Where are you calling from? I'm call- Well, I'm actually in Tallahassee, Florida, but I'm from Thomasville, Georgia. Thomasville, that's the, Ge- that's the Georgia accent you have there, isn't it? I guess so. I have a weakness for ladies with a, with that kind of accent. I'll tell you that right now. But I'm going to... Sh- <laughs> I'm going to shut good. my mouth, and I'm going to let you talk to Dr. Debbie. How's that sound? Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Well, behave there, Hal. This is Dr. Debbie. What can <laughs> we do for you here? Now, see, I'm kind of drawing into it myself here. They said that you wrote a book on Yorkies, and I was telling the lady that I spoke with earlier that um, I just um, actually bred my Yorkie. My best friend, Barbara Bales, is from, um, she's actually from Cumming, Georgia, up north of Atlanta. And she and I meet about every six to eight weeks in a little town called Warner Robins, Georgia, and go shopping. And I actually brought my Yorkie, my female Yorkie there, and she and I got to talking, and she wanted a puppy from her. So I said, okay. She was actually a rescue, and I said, okay, I'll breed her one time, and I'll give you a puppy from her. So Mm -hmm. I did, and thinking that she would only have maybe three to four puppies, she had eight puppies. Holy cow, that's a... Seven pounds. Oh, my goodness, that poor child. The male only weighs six, so I never in my wildest imagination thought she would have eight puppies. Yeah, I have to to stop you for a second. um, When the puppies were five days old, she got milk fever, so I had to play Optimum and raise all eight puppies. (laughs) Well, never did the vets hear... In Tallahassee or in Thomasville, thought those eight puppies would live. But wow. I'm extremely hard-headed, and I just was very determined to have them live. So I got up every three hours and bottle-fed them, and all eight lived. Awesome. i got to say, i got to put a little kind of flavor to that. So Yorkie puppies, are usually they usually only have about one to four per litter. So the fact that this little thing had eight is just, it is truly, um, that's kind of like the max that these guys can potentially have. So... And, and the mean, milk well, fever. it was a record here in Thomasville. I mean, the vets, they never thought that they would live. I mean, they, they told me they really didn't think that they would live, you know, so they had me really prepared mm-hmm. that if, if they do all live, you know, which they didn't think that they would, they said, you know, what are you going to do? And I said, well, you know, I'll, I may wind up kicking all eight because I, yeah. I was really, you know, particular about who the homes that they went to. I mean, I had to screen everybody and actually turn some people down. Yeah, but, well, I'm um, going to say, Brenda, that, you know, and just also milk fever, just for those that don't know, this is a real um, problem in um, dogs that have especially large litters because they have a lot of milk demand. So what happens is their calcium level drops really seriously low, and it can lead to tremors, seizures, and it can be fatal if it's not treated. So um, the fact she had such oh, a big yeah. litter is definitely one reason that was um, probably more apparent there. Well, golly, yeah. that's uh, success to you and her. So you got to retire this baby. No more litters for her. She's done. <laughs> no, she's done. She's, and so am I. I used to raise Pekingese, so I, luckily I was at home and I knew what to look for. And 
I immediately took her to the vet, took the puppies away, and of course they were raised in a pack and play. And I yeah. tell you, it was it was a real challenge because I, I had to. I mean, I, they, I was up every three hours, and it took me an hour to feed them. And oh, they fit in the palm of my hand. I mean, they were extremely, oh. extremely small. And, well, I actually birthed the puppies too. A couple of them were, were not even born breathing. You know, so I put my fingers down their throat and you know yeah. got the mucus you, out. And so are you having an any? <laughs> are you having any current um, problems or concerns with your babies at all, or is everything going well? None, none, except they're like rats on acid. I'm telling you, these are the most hyper dogs I've ever seen. <laughs> and I've been listening to your show all day about walking in front of them. I mean, these dogs are so fast, I couldn't walk in front of them. I mean, I'd have to, <laughs> I'd have to run. I mean, oh. they are the most hyper dogs I've ever had. They're still, they're only about four and a half pounds. I guess coming from such a large litter. Mm. Yeah. Now, the, the, be- first, the first two that were born weigh about, <laughs> probably about nine pounds. So I thought for sure that they were the two largest. And I thought for sure, being the two biggest, I thought for sure she'd only have maybe three or four. Brenda, I see up here on the board you have a question about a Pekingese. And I want to I want to make sure that we have enough time for that. Okay, yeah, I've got, I did, as I said, I did used to raise Pekingese, and I've got two Pekingese and a Shih Tzu, as well as the, the other three Yorkies, the mother and the two babies. Um, okay. I've got one Pekingese that's about 13 years old, and she's got hip dysplasia. Mm-hmm. And the vet won't do um, surgery on her because, number one, of her, because of her age, they won't put her to sleep. And they're okay. afraid to go in there and just start cutting because they don't know really which disc is actually bad. So today, okay. I'm going home to make her a wheelchair. I saw oh, it online, okay. and it's made out of PVC pipe. And I just happened to be in Walgreens the other day, and they had some um, wheels that go to a walker that will fit the PVC pipe. So that's my chore today is to go home and make her a wheelchair that will fit her back legs so that she can walk with this wheelchair attached to her. Okay. So, and you wanted to know if that's going to be an appropriate thing to try? Right. Yeah, because she, okay. she, you know, can actually urinate and go to the bathroom, and she eats, and, you know, she... It has all of her bodily functions. She okay. just can't use her sure. back legs. I got it. All right. Well, that's that's going to be that was going to be one of my first thoughts for you was you know if a pet has um, a mobility problem. So in most cases, wheelchairs are used for dogs that have spinal disease where they become paralyzed. And the right. criteria for a dog that would be comfortable and that would uh, have a good quality of life in that is if they are relatively pain free and if they have continence. Um, it doesn't have to have continence, but if they don't, then that means we have a lot of um, more labor-intensive things that we have to empty the bladder for them at home. So if we're comfortable and we're peeing on our own, there's no reason I wouldn't consider that. They do make some uh, very good quality um, pet wheelchairs. They, they can be quite pricey. And if you got a, a kind of an older gal that's up in the higher double digit of her age, then I don't see any problem with trying to make one at home. Um, as long as she, you know, we kind of gradually train her to that and really use positive rewards um, and make sure it's just really comfortable. The, the number one thing we want to watch on those when they're homemade is that we don't want any kind of rubbing and um, kind of a injury, traction injury from where it fits under the armpits and under the under the hindquarters. So that you really have to watch that. And um, that would be the one shortcoming that I do see when people make these on their own is that it's just not always ergonomically correct. It may function and get her moving around, but it may not be the most suited for her body style. So I would oh, say no, give it a try. Out. 
good. Well, yeah, I say hats off to you. You sound like you're a very uh, dutiful pet owner and uh, you love your babies. Thank you so much for calling, Brenda. I really enjoy it. And I thank you for recognizing about my Yorkie book. It is called Yorkshire Terriers, How to Be Your Dog's but That's a Kindle book, friend. right? It is on Kindle and is published by 101 Publishing. That's all we have time for today. I want to thank Silvana Rosso. Remember, you can get us at Facebook at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio or visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app where you can ask your questions right from the app for iPhone and Android. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.